I really don't enjoy what I'm doing every day. I feel like I'm on a hamster wheel and am just going along with the program. Whose program? I don't know. I don't even know if it's mine. I feel like it just is. And I want to change that. I want to be teaching what I love. And I know everything I'm doing is making me feel excited. This is an exact quote from a teacher I'm coaching. And I want to walk you through the conversation we had together. Welcome to the Essential Conversations for Yoga Teachers podcast with me, I'm Monica Bright, and I've been teaching yoga and running my yoga business for over a decade. This is the podcast for you if you're a yoga teacher, you're looking for support, you love to be in conversation, and you're a lifelong student. In this podcast, I'll share with you my life as a yoga teacher, the lessons I've learned, you know, all the stuff that wasn't taught in teacher training my process for building my business and helpful ideas, tools, strategies, and systems I use and you can use so that your business thrives. We'll cover a diverse range of topics that will help you whether you're just starting out or you've got years under your belt and you want to dive deep and set yourself up for success. I'm so glad you're here. Listen, I don't take myself too seriously, so expect to hear some laughs along the way. Now, let's do this together. Well, I see it all the time. Yoga teachers who burn out and decide to quit teaching. And it's too bad because these are typically amazing teachers who, for whatever reason, just haven't found their way. Whether it's your schedule the demands of the job, the work outside of paid hours, or a lack of inspiration. I promise you, this is a place that every yoga teacher experiences at some point, but it's what you do next that matters. I've never met a yoga teacher who says, I'm going to take training, teach a couple of years, feel disempowered, and then quit teaching. (laughs) Like, it doesn't happen that way where we literally say this to ourselves, but it definitely does happen in real life, sometimes without us even realizing it. Which is why I want to have a conversation with you about finding your passion. Now, if you're distracted or you find yourself multitasking, pause and come back to me because we're about to get into the meat of this episode. Now, back to the conversation with the teacher I quoted at the start of this episode. Going forward, we'll call her Denise because I hadn't gotten permission to use her name at the time of this recording and I want to respect her privacy. My first question to Denise was, why? Why do you feel this way? These are intentional questions because I wanted her to begin to find the words to explain how she feels to find the words to really articulate her thoughts, feelings, and concerns. Now, if you can relate to this but aren't sure how to answer these questions for yourself, then it's an invitation either through journaling or sitting still or meditating or asking yourself over and over and over again, 
Why do I feel this way? The most important way to understand why you may feel disillusioned, unfulfilled, or just plain old bored is to get really clear on why. I truly believe that we all at some point in our careers have felt just a sense of blah, maybe even questioning what exactly am I doing? Where do I see myself down the road? How will tomorrow look different than today? And it's a necessary place to land. I want to assure you that there's nothing wrong with being in this place. It's actually a beautiful place to be because it's here where you evolve. It's here where you connect more with your true self. It's here where you can realize who you are, where you are, and pivot to the next iteration of yourself as a yoga teacher. So remember that and be thankful for this space because it's very informative. The next task is to know what excites you. But how do you do that? Well, it's a process. It really is literally like running down a checklist of ideas and experiences and saying yes or no. Does this excite me? Yes. Does that excite me? No. A valuable exercise that I practice is to put yourself in the experience and ask yourself, what does it feel like to, for example, teach children? What does it feel like to teach elderly populations? What would it feel like to teach advanced yoga classes? What would it feel like to create and teach workshops? What are your examples? You can replace the questions with your examples and put yourself in the experience of it. Does it feel good to be there? Does it feel icky? Does it feel shallow? Or does your heart feel excited about it? This experience of feeling it will tell you a lot. Instead of guessing or grasping at straws, you tap into your gut and your intuition. Build your interoceptive muscle. Learn to feel it and trust it because it's there for a reason and you already have the gift to tap into it. So use it. Another tip is to ask yourself, what classes do I enjoy as a student? Would you love to teach those kinds of classes? And mind you, the answer is not always yes. Let me give you a bit of context. So my favorite classes to take as a student are the ones that are filled with philosophy teachings or stories about deities. I like literally love these classes, but I would never in my life And yes, I said never. (laughs) Teach a class themed around these subjects. I know in my heart that I love to teach anatomy-based classes that help students to learn a little bit more about themselves as a person. Classes that help them feel empowered about their bodies, whether they're injured or aging or not. Classes that speak to students emotionally and physically and aid in tying the two together. 
I love to teach students to connect to themselves in a number of different ways. And I share this example so that it's clear that you understand that what you love to take may not be what you love to teach. So get clear on this because when you teach the classes, the workshops, the retreats, the populations you love, your world changes, your outlook changes, your demeanor changes, and you look forward to teaching. You can't wait to teach because you love what you're doing so much. The next exercise I have for Denise is this. I asked her, what experiences do you want for your students, whether it's during class or after? Her response was, I want students to feel like they have a choice. I want them to feel like they have authority over their own bodies, not me. And I thought this was an interesting response, so I asked her why. Here's a pro tip. Uh, Ask why more often. I love asking why, by the way, because you'd be surprised at what you learn. Okay, so the reason she gave was because she teaches a lot of new students and she's a new teacher herself. Honestly, she said she doesn't feel like an expert in anatomy or reading bodies or modifications. And because she doesn't feel like an expert, she likes to empower her students to be their own expert over their bodies as opposed to relying on her. Now, of course, she's there to offer guidance as you would be, but in the end, it's important to her to create this environment for students that come to her classes. Now, ask yourself, what experiences do you want for your students? What experience do you want to cultivate for the room or your virtual space, your workshop or your retreat? I say this all the time. Every yoga teacher is different than the next. So you get to decide the climate you cultivate, the space you prepare, the teaching you want to share, and the intention you want to create. When you get real and get clear on all of this, you are in the process of finding your passion. And again, this keeps you teaching long term. The next obvious question is this, how do you want students to feel after they leave your classes? I love to ask myself a big question and then work backwards to come to an answer. And this could definitely qualify as a big question. Ask yourself, if I want students to leave class feeling calm, what do I need to do in class to create an environment of calm, of ease, of gentleness, And if you're really skilled, you can create this feeling even in an advanced vinyasa class. Because the truth is, a less physically demanding class doesn't always mean it's less demanding mentally or emotionally. One thing we understand as teachers is that a slow, gentle, quiet class can be much more demanding on a student's psyche because it demands stillness. And that the more still you are, the more space you open up to racing thoughts if you have trouble controlling them. Okay, okay, okay. So are you thinking about your passions, whether you know the answers or not? Are you getting introspective? 
going inside and asking yourself how you want to identify as a yoga teacher. The best thing about the times we're in now is that you really get to choose. No longer do you have to fit into a box. You can choose what your container looks like, the size of it, what you put in it, and what you create inside of it. With that said, when you discover your passions, how do you want to share them with the world? What feels right? What doesn't? Again, questioning, discovering, tweaking, evolving, and bringing your true self out and into the yoga world. Please believe that the yoga world needs you. There are students who need you and you need your authentic, true, and passionate self. My hope is that this episode on how to find your passion will help you either, number one, realize that if you aren't living up to your truest potential, your highest good, or you're just not excited about what you're teaching, who you're teaching, how you're teaching, where, or even when you're teaching, that now is the time to change this. Or number two, know without a single solitary doubt that you are teaching what you love a gazillion, bazillion percent. All right, here's a quick recap of the questions to ask yourself. Number one, why? Why do I feel the way that I do? Whether it's bored, uninspired, or just me. Number two, know what excites you. Figure it out. This might take some time and that's okay. Number three, ask yourself, what classes do I enjoy as a student? And would I love to teach those kinds of classes or not? Number four, what experiences do you want to create for your students? And number five, how do you want students to feel after they leave your classes? Answering these questions will help you find what you're passionate about. And don't be surprised if it's something different than what you're doing now. I mean, that's the purpose of this whole process, right? figuring it all out and realizing that your passions can change over time. But now you have a system to follow and some questions to ask yourself if you need help. All right, you have some thinking to do, but this is good stuff. Remember that. Think of it like this. It's the thought that you put in now that changes your reality in the future. I want for each and every one of you to love the yoga teaching life you have. And remember, it takes some work to get there sometimes. Now, finally, would you do me a favor? Subscribe to the podcast so you're always in the know when a new episode drops. And share it with another yoga teacher or two or three (laughs) who you think would love to be in on these conversations. And thank you for helping to spread the word about the podcast. All right, that's it. Bye for now.